welcome everyone to Uvogin Hunting. Uh, we're here on this on this dark day to com- commemorate a fallen hero. We're we're truly here. We're truly just just lowering our heads and and lamenting this tragedy of of the anime Hunter Hunter. I'm your host, Keith McLean. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I'm your host, Devin Ren. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Sky. My pronouns are they, them. Ooh, are we, are we keeping it together, everyone? Are we... I'm staying strong. I'm, I think I'll get through this. It's been difficult. I feel like I should have prepared like a, a song or something, like a, a musical sort of send a, 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 a sort of ballad mm-hmm. for the loss of our, um, our, our fallen uh, king. Yeah, I was I was thinking about doing a little O'Danny board there real quick, but I thought that might mix <laughs> do you a little go bit grab, weird. Do you want to the... go grab some bagpipes right now? <laughs> I do, always. I don't know if that's great podcasting material, though. I don't know how... You I, can like, stand, like, far away. The ears straight. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've lowered the 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 podcast the 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 Uvogin hunting podcast flag that I fly at all times to half mast. It's at half mast. We are we are saluting and we are crying mm-hmm. for we we have lost a true king this day. Just just imagine all of us in the Hughes Hughes funeral scene from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I yeah. am. I am asking why they are burying him. <laughs> <laughs> he has still so much work to do. And I'm, 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 I'm thinking it's starting to rain. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad day it is for rain. <sighs> it really, truly is. Okay, let's just get through this. Yeah, yeah. We have to. We have recapping to do. We have to. We have to we do have our to, duty. For our due Uvokin. diligence. Yeah. To recap what brought about this great tragedy and the criminal who brought this about. Yeah, the true villain of this series. Yeah, the evil monster. Bef- be- yeah, before we get started, just to bolster our spirits, do we want to do we want to have, you know, just go around and and share some of our favorite Uvogin memories just oh, to just I to gooey us through this? I would love to. Let us remember the departed in their best mm-hmm. of times. I'm looking back through my notes right now. I will say, mm-hmm. this might be, um, uh, I have two great Uvogin moments, if I may. Sure, sure, sure. The one is the entire scene where he very thankfully uh, removed the image of all the shadow beasts from my mind as he killed them all. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that one. Yeah. I never wanted to look at them ever again. Truly he killed he killed them so hard he erased all of our memories of them and for that we are eternally thankful. I only have the fate outlines of like a character select screen and all of the shadow beasts are just saying character not available and mm. I say thank you Vogue. Yeah. We're not doing those side quests. They're locked for good. And my second. They're called the shadow beasts because they are obscure. We, all all that's left of them is silhouettes. Mm. Yes. And my second favorite moment is the moment where he is pounding, he is, he's cracked a lot of cold ones or lukewarm ones with the boys. His, his boyfriend, Shalnark, is on Minecraft mining that Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. 
And right before he goes out to obliterate a twink, he gives Shalnark one quick little kissy on the cheek and says, you keep winning, son. And then he, he goes out into the night. <laughs> you know, I just, he's very kind and sweet. I just, I want everyone to remember that in his final moments, that in the end, he was truly a lover and also a fighter. And you can be both. Mm-hmm. You sure can. And Uvogin proved that to us this day. Thank you. Keith, how about you? What 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 were you thinking? What what's your 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 favorite moment of our favorite boy? Well, I just I remember Uvo Gein, you know, doing one of his his favorite things, um, pissing out hundreds of leeches. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. He was on that cleanse. Mm-hmm. He he fully knew how to keep his body a temple, and he was on that cleanse. What a what a truly well-rounded man we had. Truly lovely. Sky, do you have any um uh, lovely Uvogin memories to uh, share? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 struggling because I know there's like some just wonderful moments that are any just, thigh like, shots that are like I mean, yeah. Any back tattoos you want to remember <laughs> fondly? <laughs> remember, he remember is dead tattoo. and in a coffin in front of us right now, so. Keep it tactful. Keep it tactful. See, Keep that's tactful. why I'm I'm sitting here like, you know, I have so many good memories, so many that come to mind that yeah. aren't necessarily like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. funeral appropriate or wake appropriate or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna stick with when he um shouted a man to death and then yes, the shadow good. beast all yelled at him and he was like, Come on, you guys had time to cover years. And you know why that's my favorite? The Shadow Beast? Or not the Shadow Beast, sorry, the Phantom Troop. There we go. Excuse me. That's a horrible The Shadow Beast that I just uh, made. could not yell anymore. Uh no, 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 no. But he do- he he demonstrates that he trusts his friends. Yes. And he knew that they would have his back and they would like they they were on it enough that he could not give away his plan and he still trusted them all to survive. He was truly a real team player when mm-hmm. he said, everyone stand back and do nothing. I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he, he understood. He's, he's, he goes in front. He says, you know what, you guys? You he relax. Says, you play a card game. I have got this because I want to carry you guys on my broad, broad shoulders. So yeah, know, he said, um, a real leader knows how to, uh, lead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when there was only one set of footprints in <laughs> the inexplicit, inexplicable desert sand outside of York, New City, that's because <laughs> Uvo Gein was carrying all 12 other members of the Phantom Troop on his back. Yeah. On his very large, broad back. Yeah. And he like could. In Scooby Doo, when they all jump up and you just see like Fred's legs and that's all you can see of him, but you can always see all of Uvogin because he's just. They were all, st- they were all stacked up in a big pile and Uvogin was carrying all of them. Lovingly in his arms. And they all felt cradled and cozy. He was just that powerful, that strong. And we are. We are so much better for it. Mm-hmm. Truly. Honestly. <sighs> well, this scene begins, as all great tragedies do, Shakespearean, mm-hmm. one might say, um, with Uvo Gein taking a big old piss. Yes. Like a big <laughs> old piss and pissing out hundreds of leech eggs. Hundreds of leech eggs. From, from his doingle. Yeah. And he says, man, that's fucking nasty. These all eggs? That's fucking gross. (laughs) 
And we get um He's like the dude bro of dude bros. I just This is what <laughs> I when I said last week that um the Phantom Troop is like just a frat. He's this dude is truly just someone in a frat. He's just yeah. kinda like, man, that's fucked up, haha. <laughs> and so he's just doing that over behind a corner to like so no one sees his doing goal because that would be weird and he he ain't about that. Um He's not? Uh no, he uh has modesty. Mm. Is he's that modest. why he's always wearing the compression shorts? Yeah, he doesn't want to be naked. Is he a never nude? Yeah. Except it, it's compression shorts. Yeah. He'll get as close as possible, but he'll never be nude. Truly. Ufokin's like Norman Reedus in that no matter how you point the 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 camera, you can never see his dongle when he's he, he always looks away. Yeah. Aw, he's shy. Yeah. And so we go from him as he does a big old piss piss mm-hmm. to um, Karapika. It is a big old piss piss, by the way. Yeah, you can hear it throughout the entire scene, even when we go to Karapika, who looks like he is trying to pose for an album cover. Not to be a piss like podcast yet again, but it's power. <laughs> what do you mean yet again? <laughs> you keep bringing up Did the thirsty we... little flower. What does that have to do with piss? Okay. It needs water. Anyways something weird about you um <laughs> yeah karabika is standing trying to pose for his album cover uh he's he's given us like that deep like mm-hmm. reserved always thinking look like he's really he's really going for it yeah and the blood moon has risen once again yeah up in the sky unfortunately our old enemies will not rise which makes Kropika sad because he really hopes his old friends will rise again. Oh shit! He waited until after the blood moon left to kill Uvogin, and that's why he didn't come back. He missed the respawn. Well, you see, the problem with that is Uvogin is our hero and king, which makes it weird that all the Kurda didn't rise again. Mm. Yeah, you got to remember the mechanics of this game. Mm. Come on. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. So Uvogin basically just walks up. He is still chugging a brewski. Don't know where he kept that this whole time. Oh, you know. Um, and he says, so like, you know, who the fuck are you? Like, what's going on here? What, who are you? Why'd you, uh, ask me out here? Why'd you chain me? What the fuck's going on? The way I have it in my notes is he says, you're not normal. And then Karapika rips off his clothes. Yeah. He (laughs) says, like, you're not normal. Those chains are pretty damn strong. What the fuck is up with you? And Karapika responds with, Okay, I'll answer your question with another question. And rips off his, like, top layer of closings like he's fucking Rock Lee about to fucking go sicko mode. (laughs) Dude saw, like, Dragon Ball Z once and saw Goku remove his gi and was just like, I can do that, too, forgetting his is not weighted. Um, (laughs) And he says, do you remember all the people you kill? And Uvugin's like, I mean, sometimes. He's like, if they're notable or, like, important or cool. Hard to kill. Yeah, and Kropka's like, do you remember the Kurta? And he's like, did you not get what I just said? Were they notable or cool? And Kropik is like, I thought they were cool. And he's like, I didn't. He's like, I mean, they have scarlet eyes. And he's like, scarlet eyes? Is that some kind of jewel? Is that some kind of sauce? <laughs> I don't... And scarlet eyes? Is that some kind of sauce? Um, And Kropik is like, you filthy scum. I'll kill you right here for your sins. You'll pay with your life. And Uvogin's like, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. So Uvogin is being very disrespectful. Uvo straight up does not remember killing an entire like clan of people. I mean, it's a small clan. He has a busy life. 
He, they killed them all and took out their eyes. He's probably killed a lot of clans of people. Yeah, How many we, of them did they remove to, their to red fair, eyes from? To be fair, this is a man who just yesterday got done slaughtering an entire group of mafia goons and then some ugly motherfuckers who had leeches in their tum-tums. I mean, that is So I think his person, brain is like... like filled with information of corpses and he's just like you know it's hard to remember them all they got to do something sick and if all ufo gains ufo gains probably had a lot of really weird fights once again if you just met a group of people who all they could do their eyes would turn red i would be like that's gonna be filed under the dude who just put a bunch of leeches in me from his tum tum i mean he did say they were good fighters yeah that's a lot later though so he has to like fully get there so, you know, he's been going through a lot. He did just fight, once again, a dude who has leeches in his tum-tum and a dude who is like, oh, I can use my hair as needles, yup, yup. I mean, so, like, true. he also would not admit that he remembered, like, even if he did, which, I mean, he, he No, he did admit later. later. No, I know, but even if he hadn't, he wouldn't admit this, even if he did. He wasn't really trying to remember them. Yeah. He's so, just like, well, you know. He lives a wild and crazy life. He lives his true life goals, um, as we all should. Yeah, this is his hot girl summer. Yeah, he's truly a role model. <laughs> so a group of people who had red contacts and that ain't gonna that ain't gonna bad enough. Yeah, listen, Uvogin, he kills a lot of people in under weird circumstances, and he has a really just a huge polycule to sort of manage the relationships of. So yeah, he doesn't have sort of the 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 mental bandwidth to remember every little detail of the people he genocides i just got a wonderful mental image of him being like the mediator of all their conflicts is he not (laughs) i i know he is he is is. that is is, that's what's happening he is the punctual one he is the (laughs) dude who is like if you guys plan a date or we all plan to go on a date you are here on time you we have a schedule we have an itinerary Listen, guys, we will go on a genocide, but we will do it on time. That's Got right. Me? Yeah. That's exactly right. Uvogin is the mom. Yeah, fuck. Who's gonna who's gonna manage the calendar app now that Uvogin's gone? Who oh my knows? god. He owns all the Google Docs. I will say, knowing where this uh arc goes here soon, it's no one does. No one no one does. It all goes <laughs> off the rails. And they all just fucking go into their own little fucking weird things. It is it is wild. So That's so sad. Yeah. So basically Karapika is still being like an edgy boy. He's like, for your sins, for genociding my whole family or whatever, you will pay with your life. And Uvogin goes like, Can't wait to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Because he's a rude boy. Um, and then, you know, the fight begins. Uh Uvogin does a big sprint, runs up to Karapika, punches him straight into seven walls. Um, Kropika responds by throwing a chain at Uvo, and Uvogin dodges it. Uvogin's like, well, you almost hit me with your chain, but I did shatter your arm, so I think I got a point there. And Kropika's just like, I'm sorry, what did you say? As he brushes himself off with a perfectly fine arm. Mm-hmm. And Uvogin's like... so strong. Yeah, he's very good at having good bones. He drank his milk. Mm-hmm. Um, Uvogin's like, now, I'm pretty sure I heard a lot of bone-crunching noises there, so what the fuck is up with that? And Kropika's like, let me answer your question with another question again. Are you, like, going all out? You should go all out. <laughs> I'm, like, really here to see you go all out. Like, give me, like, I don't know, 100%. 
And Uvogin goes like, oh, oh, buddy, trust me. I know the percentages of my strength for some weird reason. And I was only using 20. So for you, I'll give half. And Kropka's like, no, I asked for 100 is the thing about that. So Uvogin, they... I love how anime always works like that. It's like, no, this is 20% of my power. Yeah, did you not, do you not have, like, your strength levels measured out by percents? <laughs> yeah, if I punch them one, I always punch them at 20% first. Just yeah, to see if what's you, happening. like, lift up a book, do you not go, like, ah, 5% of my strength? <laughs> I'll have to use 5% of my strength to read this dictionary. Mm. Yeah. What if every character is... What if every anime character's goal was to, like, get such a precise sort of gauging of their strength that they would always be at 69%? Yo! Nice. That's actually- That's the end goal. That's- That's actually what my net ability would be. I can only use 69% of my power ever. Mm. That's the contract. It doesn't help me at all. It just sets a cap. (laughs) Just whenever someone's like, is that all you got? I'm just like, technically no and yes. I want to say there's a switch where if you, like, there's something oh. that you can do to make it go to 420%. Yeah. You're at 69% oh, all shit. the time. But then when you really need to, you can switch it into 420. I get 420% of my power. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just describing ADHD, though, because that's kind of <laughs> I'm writing this down. This is perfect for an OC. <laughs> God, I wish I could be at 69% of like my fucking brain function when I'm when I'm having a bad ADHD day. I saw the movie. Just always vibing at like almost half capacity, but then sometimes yeah. you're just like, oh shit, and you just go into overdrive with that one thing. Yeah, I saw the hit Scarlett Johansson movie Lucy, and when they were like, humans can use 100% of their brain, I said, what if we stopped at 69% though? Yeah. <laughs> What if we just stopped at 69%? What if I made it a funny number? What if I stopped at the haha funny number <laughs> and they said, perfect, that's all we need? Mm. Uh, yeah, so this fight basically goes, he goes, I'm going to use half and tries to attack Karapika and Karapika dodges it because he's cool and punches Uvogin in the back and Uvogin's like, well, that was rude. And then Karapika jumps in the air and does like a sexy pose in the red moonlight mm-hmm. sexily. And hits Uvogin in the back of his neck again, and then Uvogin's like, will you please cut that out? And then Uvogin goes to punch him again and misses, and Kropka once again hits him in the back of the neck, which sounds very rude. He keeps going for the back of the neck. Yeah. Um, and so... Uv- and as we all know, who likes to attack the back of the neck? It's 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 the rudest character, Kilua. Yeah! Oh, dang. Ooh, Kropka taking notes. He finally learned that hand-stabby technique. <laughs> yeah, when he was like, hey, how did you do that technique? And he's like, just make your hand sharp. And Kropka's like, just make my hand sharp. Yeah, between, between Uvokin being disrespectful and Kropka being rude, I'm just, I'm just really not feeling the sportsmanship of this battle. Right? They need a referee is the problem. Yeah. Uvokin spends so much time being like the mediator for other people's conflicts. He never takes that time to really be like, you know what? Maybe we need an outside source here. He's like, but who will keep me from being the rude boy? So and sad. It, it's just sad. Sometimes you need to take that help time to... Uh, Uvogin, Uvogin is the designated rude boy. <laughs> you can yeah, only have one. Yeah, just like, come on, rude boy, come and give it up. Yeah. So, Uvogin's getting kind of pissed at this. Uh, Karapika is being like, 
will you please stop wasting my time? I'm getting so bored here. And Umogin's like, you asked me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, fine, 100%. Here I go. Here I fucking go. And he goes 100%. He punches the ground to make a giant dust cloud. And Yeah, we get Big Bang Impact again. Yeah, Krabika's like, oh, fuck, I can't see. And he's like, well, I can still sense him. Ah, fuck, I can't sense him. He's using Een. And so he's just standing there and Uvogin pops out of the dust cloud. Kropika blocks the Big Bang Impact Punch with his arm. And we hear a whole lot of bone crunching noises again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's fucked. But, you know, he's not, actually. He gets thrown into a- It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, he gets thrown into a wall and then he's just kind of like, wow, so that was 100%, right? And- Uvogin's like, yeah, I'm impressed that you're still alive, is the thing about that. Really cool that you could, like, do that. Karapika has the audacity to say, I didn't know you ha- knew how to use Ian. This is a member of the fucking Phantom Troop. Please <laughs> be have fair, some respect. He is an enhancer and a little bit dumb. Have some respect. No. For my king. <laughs> no, he's dead. I don't hold respect for the dead. That's um, so awful. We just had a whole funeral for him. And <laughs> Did we? I wasn't present. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Why, why would an enhancer ever learn a technique that allows them to be more subtle? Exactly. It's literally just so, so impossible for them. So he's just like, oh, I didn't know you. Knew- why would you learn Ian when you can kill a man by yelling? Mm. That is See? true. He does not do this. So Krabka's like, oh, you know how to use Ian? Guess what? So do I. And then he like reveals that he's just had a chain around Uvogin for the last five hours. And Uvogin's like, yo, what the fuck? And he's like, haha, should have been using Gyo the whole time. And Uvo's just like, okay, well, it's just a silly, stupid fucking chain. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. I can get out of this anytime. I you know I let you do this. It's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm super strong. Let me just uh, fuck. I can't get out of this. <laughs> he's just like let me just flex yeah. on him, and then he's like, oh no, my flexing's only like my normal body. Yeah. So he's starting to panic because he's just like, okay, so with the amount of Nen in these chains, he should be like. A conjurer, manipulator, to infuse that amount of Nen into these chains. But also, I did shatter his arm into a thousand pieces, and he's still, like, fine. So, that wouldn't mean he's an enhancer? But that shouldn't be right. He would need, like, a hundred percent mastery in all things. And is like, I bet you think I have a hundred percent mastery in all things. Guess what? I do. And Uvo's like, uh, wait, 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 what? And he's like, Okay, check this out. He takes out his cool colored contacts. Where does he put those? I don't know, the dirt. Um, <laughs> As a contact wearer, I am disgusted. He's rich, who cares? Um, he takes out his cool colored contacts and he like shows off that he has cool red glowing eyes. Mm, and Ubo's just like... Just like the moon. He's like, oh, now I remember... You're from that red-eyed clan, the Uchihas. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> Naruto, right? Yeah, I did kill all those guys. They were pretty strong. God. They had, like, you know, the power to read all my jutsu, and I was like, I don't use jutsu. I'm just strong. And they were like, shit, that's the one thing we can't copy. Fuck. Um, what? I said fuck, dude. Yeah. I thought you said fuck you, and I was just like, damn. No. <laughs> 
I just can't believe Ubogain was in Naruto. Yeah, he killed all the Uchiha. <laughs> That's the plot of the show. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I really need to get into that show. <laughs> yeah, you get to see Ubo. That would, hmm. <laughs> the one thing that could make me watch Naruto. Uvogin kills all all the Uchiha clan, and then, but Sasuke uses the power of friendship to become unobsessed with revenge. That's totally what happens. That's exactly what happens in Naruto. Um, it's a good show that doesn't Lovely. that doesn't confuse the idea of maybe the genocide of an entire clan was good. Actually, that doesn't happen in that show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, God. So. Yeah, Naruto, the show that that tells you several times that that revenge is bad and, you know, killing will only perpetuate the cycle of violence and 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 then and then the revenge never happens and then it, you know, and then Sasuke just gets better. Yeah, and the genocide of a clan definitely wasn't good actually though. <laughs> um so he's just like, "Oh yeah, those the Kurda, I remember them. Those those dudes were super strong. Like, you one of them? That's cool. Uh, so I'm going to get out of these chains now. And Kropika is like, well, you see, the thing about that is when my eyes glow red, I become a specialist. And he's like, OK, fucked up how you did that. But whatever. And he's like, in my specialist ability, I gain 100 percent mastery in all things. And oh, I just damn. say. Kropika maxed out all of his genders. He maxed out all of his <laughs> Truly a legend. This is, this, this is the most, like, kindergartners on the fucking playground-ass, like, power I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Someone's just like, yeah, you can only have, like, certain mastery over, like, so many skills at once. So you gotta build your yeah, character Yeah, you have well. a maximum number of points that you'll ever get to it, spend, so you have to decide what you want to spend them on. And he said, Kropika was just no. like, what if I just have infinite points, though? He's just like, what if I could just have all of it? And they're just like, that's not how it works. And he's like, well, my power's better than yours, so. Yeah, Karapika just went into the code and was like, okay, but I'm just giving myself all the skill points. Yeah, so he shows off and flexes on this by ripping Yeah, when his, when his eyes turn red, that's when he opens the console command menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hacker voice, I'm in. <laughs> so Why does he call it Emperor Time? Because he's not good at naming things. <laughs> Why is it called Emperor Time? Because he's I the can't. emperor of your time. <laughs> he's the emperor of Ugogin's time right now. That is true. He says, I'm reclaiming your time, actually. Yeah, it's, it's all of you spiders. It's on site. Yeah, it, your time is mine. It's not like we learn that there's any sort of key time-sensitive component to his red-eye ability. Like, that that doesn't come up uh. until, in, until, until the manga-only chapters. Uh-huh. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, so we only learned that there's a time-sensitive thing in the <laughs> newest arc. It's not like there's a key, incredibly important, uh, you know, component to this ability that we find out 20 volumes later. So it's just called Emperor Time. <laughs> he, na he, <laughs> he named it Emperor Time. Is like, I will get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> little note for me he said the next time you see karapika i will explain how this power works and then said and then laughed as he said you'll never see him again y'all can just be confused about this for literal years it's for fine. literally like 15 years <laughs> <That's great laughs> <about> it. <laughs> we love yeah that. so his okay. ability is called emperor time do we go to his master flashback now or yeah i think so yeah, it's now okay Return so of we, the yeah, we re meet Bill or Jerry or 
I don't know, whatever his name is, fucking Dirty you know, Kevin. Yeah, Dirty Dan. Yeah. Um, and he's basically saying, like, so once again, as I said before, don't storm off this time. Conjuring unbreakable chains is impossible. And Kropika is just like, fuck you, and immediately storms off. And he's just like, for fuck's sake, we do this every time I try to explain something. Um, he's just like, okay, well, come back, please. Please. Okay, I lied. Please. Conjuring unbreakable chains is impossible, but there you can get real close to conjuring unbreakable chains. And Kropika is just like, huh? He just what was immediately that? turns around and he's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, he turns around at me. He's like, tell me now. Tell me how you do that. Tell me. I want to know. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. And this he turns like, around and does eyes emoji. <laughs> he does fast eyes emoji. And this dude is just like, so you just hear whatever you want to hear, huh? And Kropia is like, yes, I have, I, I have limited time. I have limited emperor time. Um, so this dude's like, okay, well, you can form a thing called a contract with conditions. And Kropia says, a contract with conditions? And he says, that is exactly what I said. Thank oh you. Oh my god, it's themes and shit. Yeah. So... Contracts with conditions is how Togashi basically says there are rules to this shit, but sometimes I don't want to follow those rules. Um, <laughs> you can make up your own rules. I can impose even weirder rules onto people so they can do even weirder things with the rules that I already set. Um, basically, a contract is so if Nen basically just increases the amount of aura you have and the things you can do with it, a contract basically multiplies the amount of Nen or the amount of aura you can do with that Nen because you set a special limit. It's fucking weird, yo. Um, basically, you make a deal with yourself, and the power is like, cool, now there's a restriction on you, so it's better now. It's very cool, like, it, as a yeah. magic system, because you can basically do any rule that's, like, a limit to, I mean, it's very cool for character development. It's like hyper-specialization. Yeah, it's cool, like, because you can do character development with it, but it's also just, like, a fun way to play with a magic system, and it results in a lot of really cool things yeah so the contract is like basically this is what i want to use my power with and here's the like stipulations and the conditions are like x can only be done when y is like set or met Mm -hmm. so basically it just adds like a weird math problem to your powers and he's like so if you want to form the unbreakable chains to like defeat the spiders what will you like set as your contracting condition? And he's like, well, I'll only ever be able to use the chains on the spiders. And the dude's like, I mean, that's like good, but not like enough. And Krabby is like, no, 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 I'm not done yet. Yeah, he said, I'm not finished. <laughs> I'm not finished. Please stop talking, sir. Um, that will only be like the first part. The real meat of the thing is if I ever use it against anyone else, I fucking die instantly. And this dude's like, Hey, your eyes are red again, and your aura looks a lot thicker. So, uh, do you want to take this test again? I want to know what happened. What? With his eyes? No, because he's like, oh, like, let's do the water test again. What happened to the water? I don't know. Probably a bunch of chains shot out and sexily went around him. (laughs) That was like the 99. That was actually a foreshadowing. That was actually a foreshadowing scene. And nasty Jeff is like, uh, should I go? Like, He's am like, I good? Like- <laughs> what if a spider just appeared in the water when he did oh that? Oh my god. Oh. Like a fucking spider appeared and he just fucking threw the cup into the woods. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> Dirty Kevin's like, damn it, it took me three months to find that glass. He's like, God damn it. He's like, they don't let me. Glass. He's like, they don't let me in stores because I smell so bad. <laughs> He's like, I'm so dirty and stinky, and they don't let me anywhere, and I, that was the only glass I could get. Come yeah. on. He probably refuses to wear a fucking mask during a pandemic. Uh, yeah, it's because he's filthy and gross. Yeah. Um, he's a walking disease pile. Maybe that's his net ability. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the slow bullets thing, right? Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting he did I that know. once. I know, me too. Yeah, so... Basically, that's what Kropika, he explains this to Uvogin, and Uvogin's like, well, that's a really cool story, but what if I just did this? And he tries to power up his aura, and he does, like, a big fucking yell. And he's like, now I'm gonna flex real hard and break out of these chains, you'll see. And he does, and Kropika's like, haha, no, you can't. And Uvogin yells really hard, and then gets really tired from the yell, and he goes, okay, so there's a weird thing about this. I can't use my aura right now, Mm -hmm. is the thing. And Kropika's like, yeah, that's because my chains enforce Zetsu on whoever they're wrapped around, which seems very broken and seems mm-hmm. like something weird that you can just like set your power to do. My power is that shuts off your power. That seems really weird that you can just do that to a person. It seems like he must have put a pretty big uh, condition on that contract if he's able to use something like that. Mm. I wonder what it could be. Seems weird. Um, So... Uvagin's like, okay, well, he gives us a brief explanation of why Zetsu's bad, because, you know, there's a lot of rules to this. And he's like, well, Aura dr- Nen draws his power from Aura, and if you can't use Aura, then you're fucked. So he's like, okay, well, what if I just use my regular meaty meat body to, like, break out of these chains? Mm-hmm. And is like, the thing about these chains is you can't break out of them with your regular meaty meat body. And Uvagin's like, Okay, so this is very bad, and, you know, I feel like I'm in a little bit of trouble. And Karapika's like, yes, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ex- Karapika sort of lays out a bunch of reasons why he specifically fought Uvogin first. Like, he was really <laughs> thinking about this. Like, he okay. he talks about how Uvogin, you know, based on how he fought that crowd of dudes before, he, like, definitely likes to fight alone. Um, and that's kind of ideal because Kropika likes 1v1 Final Destination Fox only. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and also, like... Uh, also, he's like, you look like the physically strongest of the spiders, so if you can't break my nin chains, then I'm solid. No one's gonna be able to. Okay, I will... He gives this big explanation, and it sounds good in the moment. I will bring up why this is a bad <laughs> a bad plan in about uh-huh. a few minutes, because basically after this whole scene is done, it's instantly proven that it isn't effective. So, Uvogin's like, shit, he played us all, like, is that why you had your chains out the whole time to make us think that you weren't a conjurer? And he's like, exactly. I'm playing 40 chess, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And Uvogin's like, fuck, I'm screwed. And Kropika, I forgot to explain, he did heal his other arm before by using, um... Oh, yeah, yeah he, was, he was showing off all of his, like, cool men abilities since he, he since he gets all of them. Yeah, and, he's like, like how did your... Karapika, how'd your mom let you have five men abilities? Yeah, he was <laughs> just kind of like, oh, you're wondering why my arm didn't fucking explode when you punched it? Well, it did, but check this shit out. And he, like, takes out a chain that looks like a cross. I wonder if this is symbolism. Hmm. Um, And mm. touches it to his wound, and it heals it. And he's like, 
I can heal any injury easily. Easily. And Uvogin's like, he healed it easily. (laughs) (laughs) And so Uvogin's like, well, this ain't good. And Krapia runs up and punches him in the chest and he coughs up blood like any anime character. Yeah, Uvogin Uvogin really starts, you know, Uvogin... You know, he's in a bad situation, but he pulls out his secret technique, which is Gon's secret technique of getting his shit kicked in. He gets his shit kicked in, and we prove that this strategy is effective again, and that Kropka is bad at interrogations, because he's like, tell me the list of powers and weaknesses of your friends and where they're hidden. And Ubogin's like, suck my ass. And Kropka's like, okay, let's try this again, and punches his arm and breaks it. And Uvo Green's like, that really hurt, but you can still fuck off. And so we get, like, a long sequence of, uh... So it is also, he he did make a point of saying his enhanced fist was stronger than Uvo's, like, normal skin. And so that was, like, valuable because, like, if he could, like, defeat Uvo with, like, normal skin, like, once the Zetsu is, like, enforced, he should be able to beat the shit out of all the other Phantom Droop members. Yeah, yeah. So, so... But it is, like, he is, like, enhanced fist, like, beating up a normal guy at this point. Yeah, it doesn't seem very fair, Karapika, yeah, SMH. it's a little OP. Yeah, so he starts beating the shit out of him. We get a cut to later. Uvogin looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's covered in bruises. He looks awful. Yeah, there's lots of, like, extreme, like, you know, anime blood splatter. Like, it doesn't seem like he should cough that much. Yeah, Karapika is like, I can't believe you're making me do this. <laughs> the feeling of, like, hitting you. The smell of blood. The sound it makes. It makes me sick. Like... I can't believe Yeah, it's Gon's fighting style. It's making me sick. I can't believe you know it what Gon does. It truly is. Like Enhancers just love getting the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> um he's just like, how could you do all these horrible things to people? How could you like attack and kill people when it's so disgusting? And Uvogin is still like, Will you please just fucking kill me? Mm-hmm. And Krabi is like, Okay, you know what? Fuck this. And he proves it's great interrogation skills right after Uvogin says kill me in the plainest of terms he says kill me he throws he's like I have stuck in your heart the stake of retribution which is now (laughs) wrapped around your heart and if you don't answer my questions truthfully it will kill you instantly so where are your friends and Uvogin just straight up looks him and says see in hell bitch boy and dies (laughs) It's gone. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that, that that whole scene went differently in Karapika's head. <laughs> He's right. Just, Ubo is straight up saying, like, I want to die. Kill me right now. I'm begging you. It's- and Karapika's like, okay, well. Uh, what if I threatened you with death? Would that work? What if I threatened your life? Would that work? And Uvogin's like, that is exactly what I want. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so good because he wins the fight and he kills him, but he didn't like win <laughs> yeah. the, like interaction. He got nothing out of it except one of them's dead now. Yeah, so Uvogin dies. Um, Rest in peace, King. We'll play a sad violin. He died a hero's death. He didn't betray his friends. The black and white filter as he... It's also good. It, it's very good. Uvogin falls dead. Um, Kropika looks like he's back to posing for an album cover. I think the depression is setting in again. And then he realizes that he has to give Uvogin a Christian burial for some reason. So he begins to slowly dig a grave <laughs> for Uvo. 
Oh. Yeah, he takes a call from Melody where Melody's like, yeah, everything's cool here. Are you good? You haven't called in a while. And he's just like, yeah, I know I'm like the boss now or whatever, but like, it's don't worry about where I am. He's like, I'm, I'm going to dig a grave real quick. I'll Corrupt, be there. He goes, I'm, I'm all right, but he died. And Melody's <laughs> like, who? And he's just like, bye. <laughs> yeah, so he takes out a shovel that I don't know where he had. Where did he, did he like, when Uvo came up the steps and said, where do you want to die? He's like, oh, let's go somewhere remote. But one second, I have to go get my shovel. <laughs> he also uses a small bit of his conjuration abilities to just be able to you know conjure what? up a shovel. Actually, just you know a what? shovel, because he what knows he's going to have to do a burial for all of these bodies. What a flex to be like, where do you want to <laughs> die? And be like, one second, dude, I got to go get my shovel. And for <laughs> what reason? Oh, so I can bury you later. <laughs> so I some way to get rid of your body. So I can put your body in the ground. Would you like a Christian burial? It's also very funny because he died like face down. And then when you see him in the grave, he's just in the same exact position. Like, yeah, Kravika just, just like, like dropped him in. <laughs> it almost looks like he just dug it like under him, but it, he clearly just like kind of rolled him in. It's very good. Uvokin yeah. requested that when he be buried, his his his, his back his back tattoo be facing towards the heavens for Jesus <laughs> to see. <laughs> For all to, he did not want to be buried because he actually just wanted to be left there so anyone passing by could. <laughs> He's actually very pissed right now. <laughs> so yeah, that scene, that scene basically ends. Um, we, this is where I want to talk about how bad Uva, bad Karapika's plan is. We cut to the Phantom Troop after this, and you know how. Krapia was explaining, he's like, my plan is flawless, I've tricked you all, you all think I'm a manipulator when I'm a conjurer, my chains are on you when for Zetsu, only the strongest can break them, but even you can't, so I'm good. The scene cuts to immediately Krola being like, okay, so he's probably like a conjurer manipulator, which is bad for Uvo, because that's what he's weakest to, but we're all good at get- against that, because we're not stupid. Um... It's so funny because we did get like half of an episode devoted to Nasty Jeff being like, hey, your power is not going to be good against a master enhancer. Like, don't even it's you're not going to be able to do But that's all he focused on. He was just like, oh, then I will be good against a master enhancer. And I'm just saying you're like, okay, Karapio, what are you going to do against like a Hisaka who sees you with your chains and is immediately like, okay, go on. Yeah, my, my threat level was up. It's just very weird that we did have all of that, and then Krolo's immediately like, "Oh yeah, well he would suck against a conjurer." Like it's very like, wait a minute. <laughs> Krolo's like, Uvogin isn't that bright, so obviously he would be able to be like tricked by a conjurer or a manipulator Valid. who would most likely just control him. And we get like a sad scene of Shalnark who looks like distraught and yeah. it's just like he's like, I knew I should have gone with. He's him. like, I knew yeah. I should let him go alone i knew it oh my god but <laughs> so sad this is my whole thing they're immediately like okay we all travel in groups we don't go alone we all use gyo we <laughs> we all make sure we aren't getting manipulated and i'm just like krapika krapika your plan works against one dude who very specifically was like i like to work alone and i'm not that bright and i don't look for traps <laughs> Yeah. He, he used all that explanation and it's like Karapika that works against one man in the group <laughs> of 13 what is he gonna do when he faces like Shizuku when she's just like oh you're using chains Blinky eat the chains yeah <laughs> oh shit like 
Anyways, Crapia doesn't think ahead, and that's all I want to say. Um, Crollo does sit I there mean, and explain. He's just like, so if Uvogin isn't back by tomorrow morning, we move ahead to uh, the next phase of our plan. Yeah, we're we're switching plans. Yeah, we're we're switching uh we're switching uh goals here. We're not going home. If he isn't back by tomorrow, uh, we're staying here for some uh light morning. Mm. We're gonna mourn the only way the Phantom Troop knows how to mourn. So you know it'll be normal. We love that. Yeah. The Phantom Troop is is then gonna have the Full Metal Alchemist choose death scene. Yeah, they're all gonna. Shalnark is gonna be like, "Why are they burying Uvo?" Karapika. <laughs> they should have just it. been standing on a cliff while Karapika <laughs> buried Uvo, and they're all just like, "Why are they burying him? He's got work to do." <laughs> fucking Shalnark is. Why are they burying him? Yeah. And fucking like Franklin is like holding him back and be like. <laughs> He can't go to work anymore, dear. And he's yeah, like, Nobunaga's like, and Nobunaga's like, sad day terrible, for rain, terrible. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, why are you wearing a hat all of a sudden? Oh my god. Honestly, obviously, the one who would be like, it's not raining, dude, would be Machi, who doesn't care. <laughs> Machi would be like, it's not raining. He'd be like, yes, it is. And she's like, no, it's not. I love it. <laughs> not give a shit machi never looks like she gives a flying fuck <laughs> she's always just like oh that happened okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah crollo is just basically like we move to a new plan if he doesn't return tomorrow and the episode ends oh god uh hisoka is is you know is is hisoka is the one quietly trembling because yeah, he's mad is- that he didn't get to fight uvogin and he's his blue balls. Yeah, Hisuka <laughs> is like when later um, Nobunaga confronts Hisuka and it's just like, why? Why you were trembling at the funeral? Was it because you like were sad too? And Hisuka's just like, no, I was literally so fucking horny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the position to cover my boner. <laughs> I was so fucking horny. Uh, so randy, man. I was standing right next to the boss who looked emotionally distraught, and I was like, damn, I could be the one making him emotionally distraught. <laughs> He's like, why isn't that me? Damn. He's like, Karapi got a fight, but I didn't. I'm so fucking... Uh, all the fucking big beefy guys just go for the emo boys and not nice guys like me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, That's episode. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Tragic. You want to move on to the next episode? Sure. Yeah. One more. Wow. Well, uh, anyway, one more salute for our man Uvo. Yeah, we salute. Um, moment of silence. Uvo game show's done because we're back to a scene talking about go now. Yeah, it's literally. All yeah. Now. Yeah, all back. To yeah, go. I guess we have to talk about these these side characters now. Yeah. These rowdy boys and one tall tall man. Um. Two tall tall men. He's not here yet. Very bold of Hunter Hunter to kill its protagonist three episodes in. Right? Very bold of Hunter Hunter they- to not introduce his protagonist until two arcs in and then kill him off like four episodes in. It's so crazy. It's you that see- kind of wild storytelling that we come to this. This for. is why. Yeah. This is Revolutionary. why I say Hunter Hunter is the Game of Thrones of anime. Anyone can die, anyone can be killed. I'm taking like psychic damage from this. Uvo <laughs> was our Khaleesi. <laughs> no, Khaleesi Uvo, or would he be our cow? 
I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I don't know enough about Game of Thrones to riff on this. I read three quarters of the first book and was like, Oh, that's more than me. I just listened to post Game of Thrones and just absorbed all the knowledge from that. I know nothing about this franchise. And no, I that's never still to. absolutely more than I know. I barely remember any characters. So anyways, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> in my early 20s, I actually read the audiobooks because everyone was obsessed with them. And like, I, I couldn't, I got through all the books because I just couldn't admit to myself that I fucking hated them. And I was absorbing so little of it. Oh, you didn't like all the parts where um where the dude wrote about like weird sex scenes and he included lines like I could feel his seed in my tummy. I remember <laughs> that. I, I fucking hated that. it. Yeah. No, I I repressed those parts. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole book, at least the first one. It's just all like weird breeding kink stuff and I'm like, okay. Yeah, so we're done with Hunter Hunter. <laughs> we're now on a roast of a uh, Game of Thrones here. <laughs> I'm sure there, I mean, I know there, like, people are into it. I'm sure there are good things somewhere in there. Not really. I can't get past (laughs) how it, I I can't get past it. Okay, anyways. God, (laughs) uh, my fucking least favorite thing about Game of Thrones, aside from all of, like, the horrifying sex stuff, is, like, the fact that, (laughs) that, like, every fantasy now is trying to be the next great Game of Thrones, and it's all just grimdark misery porn. It's all grimdark misery porn with boobies, and I'm just kind of like, there's like, oh, we're making a new live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. It could be the next Game of Thrones, and I'm like, if I don't see Iroh Doingle, I don't care. Lord of the Rings series that's just, it's got titties in it. Hey, you know, you know fantasy, the genre with magic and dragons and cool shit like that? What if it was fucking horrible to watch? What if it just made you sad and feel bad and like... What if it sucked <laughs> ass and made you feel like shit what every time? What if there time? was no fun allowed? What if everyone yeah. looked like shit and it made you feel shit? It's so awful because I love a good tragedy and there's there's so much out there that like people recommend to me and I'm like, is it tragedy or is it grimdark? And like half the time they <laughs> don't really have a difference and I'm like, okay, I'm not taking recommendations from you. Because I just, I have zero interest in just like, oh yeah, this is sad and gritty. Well, do I have an arc of Hunter Hunter for you? Mm. <laughs> um, it's this one. It never gets sad or weird in this anime ever again. This sure. one is the saddest it ever gets. <laughs> and Hunter Hunter does not make me cry down the line. This is the emotional peak. Again, there's a difference between tragedy and grimdark. Yeah, this is the saddest, most tragic... Part of Hunter Hunter. There's nothing later that makes me cry. Sure. Um, So we go back to the side characters of uh, Donkey Kong, Kilua, and uh, Ray Orleo. And they're basically being like, okay, so we don't have any information of the spiders because apparently they're good at hiding. Who would have thought? Apparently this class A bounty who no one has caught or defeated yet are very good at it. Yeah, they're basically like, hmm, I think, you know what, you know what we should do is look for 12 or 13 specific people across an entire city. That shouldn't be too hard, right? Across the entirety of New York or York New City. Yeah. And also, and also the entire mob is looking for them, so they're definitely just going to be right out in the open. And also, we don't even know if they, like, are still in the city, because they can just choose to leave at any time. 
They have a hot air balloon. They can go anywhere. They can just leave. They're That's the Phantom true. Troop. They can just like probably teleport. Who knows? The peak of travel. It's the hot air balloon. It truly is. If it wasn't for the fact that you're so high up and you're in a basket and I go, ah, every time. Um, no, I love that. So there's like, okay, well, if we want to find them, we'll need to like start paying people to like also look for them for us so we can like track them down. But that costs like a lot of money. And even money for information on them from the Hunter website costs like a good hundred million dollars for some ungodly reason. So they really tried to pyramid scheme this thing. The Hunter Association is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, so this is going to be pretty difficult. We have no money. What are we going to do? And Gon's just like, oh, don't worry. We can get money easy. And they're like, how? And he's like, I can just pawn this. And he takes out his Hunter license and they go, bro. And so the next scene is him pawning his Hunter license <laughs> for money. Mm-hmm. So that's gone. Remember the entire first arc? Yeah, that's done now. <laughs> we don't care about it. It all led to this scene. Where he pawns it off off screen. Um, so they're basically wandering around like an outdoor market and they're like, okay, well, time to figure out how we find these guys. Okay, no. First, <clears throat> I yeah? don't know. He spent so much money on this catalog yeah. to like check something. And then he looks up the game and it says, oh yeah, minimum bid, 8.9 billion. Nothing has changed. And then they just leave again. And I'm like, why did you spend all this money on this? I'm so confused on this. I think they were looking to see what things would be valuable to like sell later. If they could buy and sell things. But perhaps we weren't shown that. Yeah. Who knows? They kind of just looked at it. And Togashi the- really <laughs> likes the idea of an auction. Sure. <laughs> um. So they go out and they're like, damn, this game's still expensive. Damn. Even if we get like. Two billion ahead for Phantom Troop members. That's still difficult. And Killua is just like, yeah, they're like very strong. Um, and he says like, yeah, the best compliment uh my dad can ever give to someone is basically like stay away from them. And that's what he gave them. He's like, yeah, he said, yeah, he said that his dad fought a Phantom Troop member before and said it wasn't worth the pay. And that's like the best, the best thing an assassin can say about their target. Yeah, and he's like, he gave us all, like, he got the whole family together and gave us all a very specific instruction, which was, stay away from those guys. If you get a job involving them, don't take it. Which, you know, <laughs> probably should set off some alarm bells for, like, Gon and Leorio, except it doesn't, because they're like, eh, how bad could it be? And Killua's just like, I could kill you both right now, and they could kill me in an instant, so, you know, it's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically walking and talking and Gon stops and gets distracted by a very cool looking knife. It is very cool. Yeah. And there's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. It just grabbed my attention. It looks sick as fuck. And I say, yes, it does. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kilo has the backstory. <clears throat> yeah. Kilo is like, oh, that's a Ben's knife. And I say, oh, it makes sense now. What the fuck is that? And he says, it was basically a knife forged by like, a prolific serial killer a few hundred years ago who was also like a master like forge person like a craftsman and he made a bunch of cool looking knives and then just used them to kill people so you know really a master of his trade yeah and he had two he had two hobbies that really intersected in just 
in just a really sort of synergistic way. Yeah, he liked making weapons and then stabbing people with them. Yeah, he's like, well, I made this weapon, better get some use out of it. Who wants to get stabbed? Oh, I wonder if he made one of those, like, um, those knives that are, like, um, against the Geneva Convention to use them because they're, like, twisted and the wound doesn't heal right. Did you see the knife that they held? That was a knife. I'm talking maybe he had a different knife also. He may have had more than one knife. I'm pretty sure that thing keeps wounds from closing, right? That thing looked pretty fucking messed up. No, but these ones are cool because they're like, they look like a drill, kind of. They're fucking sick. Okay. (laughs) Have you never seen these? I don't know why you have. (laughs) They're so cool. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to try to find a picture. (laughs) Okay. So, Gil is like, is that what grabbed your attention, Go? And I didn't know you knew about this stuff. And he's like, oh, I didn't. I just like saw some faint aura on it. And Killa was like, oh, you listen to true crime podcasts too, huh? He's like, oh, you're a true crime junkie just like me. And <laughs> Don's like, no, I just saw some aura on it. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, let me see. And he looks with his special eyes and is like, oh, I do see some aura on it. And Larry is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And they're like, dude, just use Gyo. And he's like, I don't know what Gyo is. And they're like, look <laughs> real hard with your eyes. And he's like, yep, nope, still nothing. And Gon's like, you'll get it later, buddy, don't worry. And then they have the ingenious idea that, um, yeah, that does look illegal. Uh Uh-huh. It looks stupid as hell, (laughs) I'm gonna be very honest, I'm sorry. I found a picture of the knife. It looks, look at that. I, it's too twisty for me. I'll have to post a picture somewhere, but these are really cool knives. They look very cool and you cannot use them ever. It looks too twisty for me. Either give me a damn drill or give me a regular knife. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyways. (laughs) It looks like a noodle. It does not. It looks like a noodle. That's all. That's my final word on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah. So Gon has the incredible idea. He's like, well, wait, if we basically go around this market and like just look for things that have aura on it, that probably means they're like a value because people normally put their aura in things when like it's important to them or like they worked real hard on it. So that might actually work. And Killa was like, actually, that's a great idea. And they're just talking about this. They say the word four eyes and Lario just goes, I don't know who you guys are talking about. Who's four eyes. And they're like, Oh, you know, our teacher wing. And he's like, I still don't know who that is. Have you heard of the wings? He's like, have you heard of the band, the wings? And Larry's like, I don't listen to music. I just masturbate. (laughs) And So they're like, okay, well, you can go home. And he's like, yeah, I'll just go, like, look for information on the Phantom Troop. You guys do your thing. And so they're like, cool, sweet, bye. And he leaves two 12-year-olds in a market full of random people because he's a responsible adult. They'll be fine. Actually, he's not even an adult. He's, like, 16. I keep forgetting that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) why is a 16-year-old responsible for two 12-year-olds? Yeah, actually, it's fair. Where's their parents? (laughs) Um... So they start going around looking for things. They notice that whenever they find like something with aura on it, that someone has already placed like another build bid for him. And he's like, well, that's weird. It's always like the same dude. It's always this Zepile guy. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of shit, that's going to become relevant. Uh, uh, 20 volumes from now. One of the, one of the items with aura on it is, is a sort of, Interesting looking clay pot. Yeah. Yeah. This gourd pot thing. 
that everyone's like, well, that possibly can't come back later. This <laughs> file just has it. It's fine. Uh, no, it's very important later. I don't know what Togashi is doing. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> he says, give it 15 years and this will all loop back, guys. Truly a master of his craft. Um, Incredible. Yeah, so they go around, go and ask to do a math problem because Kilo is like, okay, well, if you see a bit on it, just bid like, what was it like? 2.5. Yeah, 2.5% more. And Gon's like. 250% more. Okay, yeah. And Gon's just like, I can't do math, damn. I'm just going to put down a number. (laughs) Which is mood. (laughs) Yeah. So they basically bid on four objects and they get like three of them. But they don't get that cool like pot gourd thing that has like a weird face on it. And they're like, damn, good thing that it's never going to be important again. And they go to sell their stuff. They go to take it to like the actual auction. And the auction's like, we can't just accept random shit from some 12 year old kids during the actual auction. And they're like, why? We found it in our basement. Our dad wants us to sell it. And he's like, then go sell it. They're like, the auction started, my guys. (laughs) He's like, then go sell it. Don't bring it to the auction. So they go to like some like pawn dealers. Yeah, it's it's like an antique shop. It's 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 called something else, but that's basically what it is. Yeah, Togashi starts going into his bag of like knowing a lot about antiques and like how to pawn rare things. Yeah. Um. The dude basically goes to the objects. He's like, "Oh, this is rare. I'll give you one hundred thousand for it." And words I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. All. All but one of their items are like good to sell, or yeah, they get like pretty high prices for, except for this one like wooden statue. And he's like, "Oh, this is this is a bad sucky statue carved by an idiot, but the wood is valuable. I'll buy that. I'll buy that." <laughs> he's like. Wow, this statue looks like shit. There's no engraving for a name on it, so that's shit. It looks awful. It doesn't look dated right. But you know what? The wood looks like, oh, is that redwood? Is that, oh, damn. Is that mahogany? That's a mahogany, isn't it? (laughs) You know what? People love their mahogany. So I'll just take this into the back for you guys, and, um, you know, I'll I'll get you a fair price later. And before you can take it, um... A man with incredibly powerful eyeballs. Eyebrows. This clown of a man who has, like, devil horn eyebrows. Yes. The sharpest sideburns that don't stay on his face. They go to a point outside of his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a collar on his shirt that is almost broader than the entire span of his shoulders. Uh-huh. He has a crop top jacket. A bright pink crop top jacket. Yeah, when we say crop top jacket, this looks like he went to, like... It goes to his chest. It looks like he went to, like, not Claire's, but, like, a similar store that sells clothes. He went to the children's section. Like, limited to, and picked up, like, a girl's, like, sweater, and just is wearing it. It's fucking good. It's wonderful. (laughs) He has, like, kind of, like, baggy-ish pants. That look like they go into leg warmers, like mm-hmm. 80s leg warmers. <laughs> and then just, like, sandals on. God, I should really buy some t- tops just to cro- just to destroy them with a pair of scissors and turn them into crop tops. That's what I do for all of my crop tops. <gasps> I have a shirt that I'm like, this will be a crop top now, and then I cut it. 
Yeah, last summer, I mean, you know, quarantine midsummer, I was like, okay, all of my shirts are either crop tops or like the sleeves are cut off now. <laughs> it, it's self care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna show some fucking midriff. Right? It, it's one hundred percent self care. <laughs> it's the mood. He basically busts in and he's just like, "Stop right there! You violated the law." Um, and says, "Don't trust this man, kids. He's scamming you." And they're like. Is he? And this man's like, I would definitely never scam some two random 12-year-olds who walked into my shop and gave me valuable objects. That's not me. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's definitely something valuable in that statue. It's worth a lot more. And you were going to take its contents and then, like, give them a bogus deal. And then another random man just, like, walks out from the back and says, are you sure about that? It's so incredible. This, I mean, Zepile comes in. He really does like an ace attorney point. And then this man comes out from the back to just be Miles Edgeworth and just be like, but are you sure? Are you yeah. sure that this has valuable treasure in it? They basically have a pro appraisal battle where they're like, okay, there's treasure in this here statue. Or is there? Did a counterfeiter take the treasure out? And now it's just a hollow shell to be pawned off. What is the true value of this object? And eventually, like, Zepile convinces them that, like, oh, no, it's pretty valuable. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, like, it doesn't look like it's ever been open. So, like, how would you know someone took it? And he's like, well, you can reseal it with, like, just, like, sealing it with fire. And he's just like, if you did that, there'd be scorch marks. And he's like, well, not always if you use a good adhesive and paint it over. He's like, but the paint doesn't look any different. And they're just kind of yelling at each other back and forth. And he's like, Zepile's like. I stake my life on this. That thing has treasure in it. And I, if I am wrong, I will be your slave for the rest of my life. And this dude's like, just give it up, man. We can't beat this guy. And I'm like, are you sure about that? <laughs> just damn, that's kind of serious. <laughs> He's like, damn, this man's serious. All right, you can keep it. And Zepile, um holds this statue to break it open to see if there's treasure in it. He holds it with his feet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, like, put it between his legs and break it open. He fully, like, holds the statue with his flip-flopped feet. Yeah, he's sitting very broad style, holding this thing with his feet, chipping into it with the top, and then he does spill all the treasure out onto the floor. And the kids are rich, and he's just like, woo, we're rich, and they're all rich. And then they're leaving, and they're like, well, thank you, Mr. Zeppio. And he's like, my pleasure, as long as you give me 20%. And they're like, Killa's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and Gon's like, yeah, sure. And... <laughs> Killa's like, we're not giving you that. We'll at least treat you to lunch. And he's like, yeah, that's fine with me. So they go to a nice diner and they're like eating. And Killa Gones is like, I mean, I'll give you that 20%. It's fine. And Killa's like, will you please stop giving away our money? <laughs> um. So he's like, I don't actually need the money. I just like, I want to know why you kids like got all those valuables you did. Like, you can't be like appraisers. How do you know those things were valuable? And Gon, I would like to take the time to remind everyone. Aura is like a well-kept secret by the Hunter Association. Only people who've developed it naturally mostly know about it. Or people who are high up in society. And the mafia. Yeah. Gon just straight up says, oh, I used Aura to check out them. Yeah. yeah they, they have valuable. a second where like he and Killua look at each other and they're like, can we tell this guy? And they're like, yeah, we've we've met him exactly once today. Yeah, and Zepio just goes, ah, Aura, yeah. He has the eyebrows of a trustworthy man. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, Aura, I see. Mm-hmm. I understand everything. With a little or arrow point in his head that says understands nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
So they basically play a game of like 20 questions. It's so cute how Zephyl is just like, I mean, he's humoring them, but it's also he is answering their questions and stuff. It's very cute. Yeah, there's like a funny back and forth where like he won the like cool gourd statue and like has it with him. And he's like, okay, I'll answer a question. You guys answer a question. We go one at a time. And he's like, so why do you need all the money? And they're like, oh, we're trying to get a video game. Now, Kill is like, now it's our turn. Why did you get that gourd? And he's like, oh, it's not like valuable or anything. It's just like, I made it. And it's kind of shitty. And I don't want people to see it anymore. And they're like, it looks fine to me. And he's like, yeah, I kind of made it when I was like poor and had to like fake art for a while. It's not my best work. So when I see things now, I just kind of buy them back to like take them off the streets, you know, like really. So no one sees my shitty craft. That's a mood. (laughs) (laughs) And. God, I should really I should really go back and delete some fan fiction, you know, some old podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically they go back and forth for it. There's like a funny scene where um Killua wants to know how much like the gourd was the pot was actually worth. And Zeppio doesn't answer him at first because he's talking to Gone and Killua's just like, How much is it worth, damn it? And Zeppio's just like I don't know, like three or five hundred million. He's like who 40, cares? 50k. He's like, who who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and he's like, it's it's worthless. It's not worth anything. And Gon gets like really upset because he's like, no, like it has aura around it. Like you put a lot of like emotion and care into it. Like it's valuable to you. Like be proud of that. Be proud of what you did. And Zephyr's like, I'm gonna adopt this kid right fucking now, I swear. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, basically the culmination of this is he's just like, you know, I really just want to, like, work with you guys. Like, you don't even, you can decide what price to give me, like, after, you know, you see what I can do and stuff like that. I'm not even worried about the money right now. I just, something about you boys is just, like, caught my eye. And I'm really interested to, you know, work with you guys a little bit. Yeah, and it basically goes like Gon and Killua just start talking. Killua's just like, will you please stop giving away our money? We have to like get this game so you can find your dad. And while they're arguing, Zeppio just goes into like a little monologue to himself. He's just like, damn, I was wondering why this kid felt special to me. He's talking about Gon. He's like, he doesn't care about like right or wrong. Weird. He only (laughs) cares about like if things are interesting to him. And that's how he like chooses what to like follow and go think see in anything he's truly like a master appraiser already and i'm just like okay you should be concerned about like the doesn't care about right or wrong thing though (laughs) you should be a little concerned that he is fully okay with like oh you steal and kill people that's fine because you're my (laughs) friend right now and i think that's interesting um yeah it's like this this child is so impressionable as to be unappraisable he's that could kind of break bad for him. That's a little weird and might come up later. <laughs> Maybe that won't come up later. Who knows? Togashi never brings things back. Right. This is a funny place to start bringing that back again. I mean, obviously, like, a lot of adults have been, like, we've had gang in the last arc being like, hmm, you seem kind of like a monster a little bit. Have I awakened a monster? That kind of thing. But it's just so, like... Every once in a while for most of these scenes. And it's like, I just like saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that is like happening. Yeah. So they like go outside to like 
basically figure out like a plan of action for Zeppo to go like buy things for them so they can sell it later because he's basically their manservant now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, before you do that, Gon's like, can you show me like teach me more about those like cool hacker treasure stealing tricks? And Kill is like, why do you want to know? And Gon's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a magic trick, which I think is also very cool. I know. Gon just thinks it's neat. Yeah. Gon thinks it's neat. Most of this episode is just definitely like a... Things that go into my ear and die immediately. It's it's a very <laughs> fun episode that's just like, okay, we're going to do a hyperfixation now. And it's all just about yeah. like art God. and theft and counterfeiting <laughs> methods. And it's so cool. And it's very like, Gon is super interested. So we get more of it. And it's it's just fun. I don't remember. Togashi it. really just put an entire like... Thing about how to steal art. <laughs> antique-based side plot into his epic revenge story, and you know what? We fucking respect that. And it's still good. Yeah. The one that is important (laughs) is ostomy, where you take a hole in something, and that's how you take things out and put it back in without messing up the glue and stuff, and that's what they were talking about earlier. Yeah, he's like- And that's the one that's gonna come back. (laughs) Like, appraisers will look at, like, a certain scene to see if it was, like, messed with, so the way to get around that is, like- you cut out a hole somewhere else, take out the treasure and replace it with like another like invaluable object to like make them think it's still in there. And that's how you trick them. But he's like, but people are basically wising up to that by now. So it's not as used much anymore. It, it, it was an old technique. It's, it's seen its heyday. Um, that will never come up again. We'll never hear about ostomy. It's not important. <laughs> Forget about it. you ever heard it. It's fine. Then Gon gets a call from Leorio and he's like, Hey, uh, we got like, we got a few hits. We, someone spotted a few people that match the descriptions. And they're like, Really? And like, yeah, two of them just walking around casually. We have to go tail them. And they're like, Okay, let's go right now. And Zeppo's like, Wait, like, what the fuck do you guys want me to do? And they're like, Eh, we trust you with our money. Spend it wisely. And then they just leave. And Zeppo. A business owner now? Yeah, Zepal is just <laughs> like, like he has employees. Yeah, Zepal has probably like a good hundred mil on him right now, and he's just kind of like, okay, you guys can trust in me, and I'm like, why? It's those eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> those trustworthy eyebrows. Very, very trustworthy man. He truly is. But uh, that's basically the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's episodes. Want to do too many goons? There are. So many Gones and currently now zero Uvos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, the very has sad. Wiped out the Uvos. It's really so sad. The multiverse was hinged on Uvo Gein, and now he's all gone. So reality will start falling apart now. Um, yeah, Kropika is saying a prayer before yeah, before he Kropika fights Uvo. He's yeah. just doing a little <laughs> Kurta clan prayer. Under the creepy red moon. Mm-hmm. The random red moon that no one mark- remarks upon at all. Yeah. Also, Uvogin definitely goes Super Saiyan. When he's like, when he has Azara powered up, his hair is definitely glowing white. So it's like, hmm, a reference? <laughs> a reference, maybe? Who would have guessed? Also, it has it has one of the most goth images I've ever seen of like after 
Kropika kills Uvogin. We see the red fucking moon, and just a fucking drop of blood appears around the moon in the sky, and then just trails down. And it's like, oh, the moon is crying blood, and it's extreme. It's it's a lot. It's so fucking dramatic. I love it. Like the edgiest it has been. Like this fucking anime is literally about to cut itself on the amount of edge it has. (laughs) Like Jesus Christ, Shadow the Hedgehog stays away from this fucking episode. <laughs> it's sexy. Karapika is like really hitting his emo stride. Like, I hate to bring up Naruto again, but literally Sasuke could never hit this amount of edgy. God, like, it's true. Never. Even when he gets to his edgiest, I'm still like, you're just a sad little weirdo. But Karapika, I'm like, okay, now this is sexy. Mm-hmm. Now this yeah. is epic. Um They really are so thirsty for him in the 90 though, and they are much less thirsty for Ubogine, sadly. Uvogin looks janky yeah. in the 90. I'm sorry to say he it. He does. And speaking of people who look janky. <laughs> it's valid for Karapika to be emo and not Sasuke because Karapika is fucking trans. Sasuke has never experienced a tragedy in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Having his family killed by Uvogin doesn't count. <laughs> Uvogin was doing a service, as in the nature of the <laughs> Like, genocide was good, though. Mm. Just like the shadow beasts. <laughs> God. He did, yes. Uvugin is the cleaner. <laughs> I thought that was Shizuku. Yeah, God. F- fucking Nart. There really just is a state-sponsored genocide of, of, in, in, <laughs> There's a gen- in Naruto, and we still say that Konoha is good by the, by the end of the series. There's a state-sponsored genocide, and the dude who orchestrated it, the moment that he was about to die, they give us, like, a sad flashback of his life and are like, well, he got passed up for a promotion, so that's why he's like this. Shouldn't you feel bad for him now? We love God. morally gray characters. They're like, he was, he had shades of gray, and I'm just like, <laughs> he killed a group of people. And also, it, yeah, when... Itachi's fucking death scene where he was like, actually, I killed your entire family because I love you, and it was a good thing of me to do. And Sasuke was like, brother! (laughs) He's like, I killed our entire family because the government told me to, and I said, yes, sir, will do. And then I, I said, I just can't kill you, though. So instead, I made you visually see the murder of our family and all of our friends, and then said... Anyways, have fun and left. <laughs> Instead of killing you, I left you with lifelong trauma. If this isn't a metaphor either, he literally used his special like mind eye powers to make Sasuke visually see the murder of all his friends and family and Is then said he, bye. Why he has that? No, I might be thinking of a different character. I don't know anything I, about Naruto. Doesn't he have a special eye? Yeah, he has specialized, yeah. but that's just what his family does. Mm, okay. They are activated by trauma, though. That's just a fun thing the writer puts. <laughs> it says you can only yeah, God. if you go through a horrible emotional tragedy, so Damn. it's fine. So- it actually literally yeah. made Sasuke stronger. <laughs> it's good. God. <laughs> good, though. Have you ever thought about Naruto? Because I don't recommend it. It's better if you don't. It's only good if you think about Oturan. <laughs> it's true anyways everyone go listen to never believe it i will keep saying this forever Mm. um that too yeah uh is there anything else you guys want to 
talk about other than how jank Zepile looks. Yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of how janky Uvogain looks, Zepile looks even worse. He looks so sallow, so mullety, yeah. so disgusting. Yeah, he looks like he's falling apart. They did my boy dirty. <laughs> yeah, I I can I can I can definitely sort of sense the uh the the ninety nine version stretching its budget a bit. It definitely <laughs> you know, it still looks good, but you know, I think there's just like something in you know, the editing and like how how quickly it sort of cuts its action scenes. That's a little like, hmm, it, it kind of feels like they're trying to draw fewer frames here. Yeah, I mean, seeing how like this Uvo Karapika fight went, like, I'm interested to see like the, the fight or not. Well, kind of a fight, but it is a fight. But I'm interested to see like the the um the serenade coming up. Oh, yeah, this is about where you dropped off. I've seen it i mean i just i haven't seen past it too far yeah i will say the episodes we get uh coming up soon is actually when i do my longest yeah boy ever oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i love uvogin rest in peace king but the episodes coming up is when i literally just pop the fuck off yeah i do have some i do have some changes for the manga hell yeah uh, so in the manga and in the 99, instead of just like, oh, they actually, instead of just like leaving it to Zepile, they actually go to an auction, or they go to an auction preview with all the treasure, and then they kind of have another appraisal battle where, uh, where, you know, people like looking at the, at the, at the, at the item preview are like, Oh, like what? He, he, let's just list a way of all of. Let's list a bunch of ways that this treasure might be fake in order to drive down the price. And Zepile is like, haha, I counter that with my knowledge of counterfeiting and appraisal. And actually, it's all real and good. And I deserve. We deserve big money for it. So yeah, that was like a whole nother scene that just kind of got cut out of the 2011, I think. Um, yeah, see, I was going to ask you about that because in the 99, I'm pretty sure it's just like he goes and then he convinces Karapika and Gone real quick. Um, yeah. Oh, what did I? Oh, yeah. Kill one Gone. Yeah. And so it's not there, but it's the same guy as in the 2011. But yeah. he's in the auction scene instead, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, but in the manga, was there two scenes? Yeah, there were two scenes. There was the one in the antique shop and the one in the auction preview. And like, okay. yeah, yeah, they took the guy from the auction preview scene and put him in the antique shop because he got they cut out. Merge from the darkness in the antique yeah. shop. It's interesting that they decided to consolidate in two different ways for the two different animes. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Also, like, um, I mentioned this earlier, but like, this is. In the flashback, we get the entire explanation of Karapika's power. Like, yeah, up to this point in the manga, we didn't even know that he was a conjurer. We just see the chains on him. And like, this is <laughs> this is where we find out like everything about his power. So like, until he captures Uvogin with the invisible Ian chain, like we didn't know that he could make his, that they were conjured chains and that he could make them invisible. So yeah. I kind of like Togashi's that. trick. Indeed. Um, yeah, also, actually, Leario buys the uh, the Ben knife before they have the whole discussion about its value. In the other version, they're just kind of talking about how it's a rare and valuable item while it's, like, just, like, right in front of the seller. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very funny conversation. 
In the manga, they just buy it for like three bucks. Gon's like, hey, lay or no, Kiloa is like, hey, Leorio, get us that knife real cheap. And then like once they've bought it, then Kiloa was like, okay, this is really fucking valuable. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention in 2011, it's very funny because they have like this whole conversation about like how they can start buying things that look valuable and then reselling them. And then this dude who's been saying they're completely silently is just like, yeah, you can just like place in a bit and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> a like, con- it's an interesting consolidation because they want to talk about the silent auction rules there instead of having it be like two different like sections. But it's very funny because they this guy's just sa- standing there watching them talk about Gyo and Shed, and he's like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about." Yeah, but if you want it, just write I'm down more your price. concerned with the thing that he's listening to them talk about how they can buy shit cheap from him and then upsell it somewhere else, and he isn't just like, "Now hold yeah. on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, it's it's really like in the manga just like the extended the extension the extended antiquing side plot is even longer and more involved like togashi loves antiques and auctions and i gotta say i'm (laughs) smart for it it's just so funny to have these arcs side by side. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is, like, Kurapika's, like, big epic arc. He kills his first spider. There's a whole thing going on, and we get all that stuff with the fan and truth that we're going to see. And it's also, like, oh, Gon and Kilawa and Leorio are but also auctioning. The, the, also, these <laughs> yeah. have been trying to buy a video game. <laughs> like, literally, I love when Zep files, like, what, what are you guys trying to get? And they're, like, a video game, and he kind of just gives them this look, like, you Guys, why are you in this world? You really just want a fucking expensive <laughs> video game? You're just fucking it's rich so kids. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking good. Is that it? I think that's um, it. Well, real quick, I did want to say I liked that I, I watched, um, when I do the, like, um, the 99, I normally watch the subs just so I kind of get both, but, um, I don't know if it's a difference between the 99 and, like, or it's like a dub sub difference, but there is a point where it says like he, when he's talking about Gone, he says he's dangerous, but he also like the way he frames it is he's like, he's not really looking to, um, assign blame to anyone, which I thought was an interesting take on it that I don't know is really necessarily communicated in the other like version of it that I've seen anyone talking about Gone. It's always just like, oh yeah, he's like, you know, kind of not thinking about right or wrong but i like the the difference between that and like assigning blame to anyone i think that's a cool way to word his character that i hadn't really considered before that yeah in the in the in the sub of the 2011 it's definitely like he's just like not making any moral judgments about anything he just like Mm -hmm. just sort of cares if things are interesting to him yeah it's just it's a different way that because i think a lot it's weird how a lot of the adults I think in this series, like, will kind of moralize in their heads about, like, wow, Gone could be really fucked up and evil. Um, but I like that Zephyr, I guess, was just sort of like, at least in that version, was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, he just uh, is not really assigning blame to anyone. He's just assuming that everyone's living their life and he's interested in all the different kinds of lives that people live. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I think it's cool that Zepile has a really generous take of Gon's character as opposed to some of the others who interact yeah. with him in different ways. Speaking of video games, do you want to guys go to Greed Island? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. go Greed Island. Let's go. So how we how we doing this this past week? The fuck you guys have done this past week? 
Uh, shit. Um. <laughs> well, I think I actually have uh, a few this week while my brain is not being Swiss cheese right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give two because I'll never remember to give like a, some of these again because once again, my brain is Swiss cheese when mm-hmm. we start this show. Mm-hmm. Um, one will be a podcast recommendation. I will recommend, uh, Champs in the Making. Which is... Oh, a, yeah. Hell, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, it's so fucking good. A Pokemon Bracket podcast Ooh. where the hosts of the Orange Groves Network, which is a fantastic podcast network. I recommend it. It has great shows on it. Um, they go through every single Pokemon and they put them in a bracket and they go head, have them go head to head. Your darlings will be killed and your most hated will move on. It is so contentious. It is so fun to listen to anyone that um that host Theo is on and there is a Mr. Mime on is just so fucking any evolution of Mr. Mime is just so fucking good because Mr. Mime is rancid and Theo will fight against anything that tries to <laughs> Theo will fight for anything that goes up against Mr. Mime just to kill Mr. Mime once again in any of its forms. Mr. Mime is horrifying. I have exactly one friend who is a clown stan, and I do not understand it, but they are very emphatic about about their liking of clowns. I listen to the Magnus Archives. I enjoy The Stranger. <laughs> I think clowns are funny in that. I don't like Mr. Mime because he puts his hands on Ash's mom's thigh, and then I have to get the mental image yeah. of Mr. Mime fucking mom. <laughs> And I go, no, no, not for me. It really is just like, did you fuck my mom, Mr. Mime? But I, It is, Mr. Mime did fuck your mom. It's very weird. <laughs> I feel like maybe it is just like that I'm deep in like TMA specific. So it's like a very specific type of like clown people. But like, I feel like there's, there's, there's a divide between people who like Mr. Mime and people who generally like clowns. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's fair. even the same people all of the time. Yeah, but um, that's a very good podcast. I highly recommend it. My second recommendation is um, I started a new anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sports anime, <laughs> so I, you can tell I'm going out to my my wheelhouse here. It's mm-hmm. not Haikyuu. I have started that. It is going pretty well. But today, Haikyuu absolutely fucking whips. Haikyuu it's so good. Whips. I love my volleyball boys, but everyone knows about Haikyuu. So today, I will recommend something new. It is called Skate Infinity. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. let me tell you, I care these boys so goddamn much. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. I It has episode one minute fucking zero. It has the fucking Joker in it. <laughs> uh, okay. presses at the fucking Joker with a cape and just challenges people to skate. It has <laughs> my favorite boy, Lagna. Is a dude who moved from Canada to Japan and gets into skating because it's kind of like snowboarding, but not at all. He's, so, he's, <laughs> he's just a, like, oh, it's on a board. It must be the same thing. It's so wonderful. He falls off all the time and it's so adorable because he's so nice, but he's so shy. It's so cute. It's a, it's a cute little skate boy teaching a snowboard boy how to skate. And it's also like fast and furious a little bit. There's <laughs> so many good moments. It just drops you in. It feels like it knows it's in its sports anime bag because there are so many moments where it's like, Snowboard boy will be like, oh, 
I, I'm trying to get this down. And Skateboard Boy would just be like, do you want me to hold your hand while you try to get your balance down? And I say, yes. Aww. I say, yes, you can hold his hand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But- God, I have so many fucking animes to watch, but I might have to add this to the list. This sounds great. It's, it's so good. It fucking you're in season two of GX, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you in the dub or the sub? I forget. Sub. I, oh, I'm I'm here for that okay, Italian so clown. You're here to hear Cronus <laughs> di Medici, but you've heard yeah. the voice of um Sartorius, right? The uh, villain of the yes, yes yes he voices the evil main villain of this too. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Oh, sick. Episode one, there's like a skate thing going on, and you just see him in like a fucking vampire orchestra room with cameras all over like a wall, just watching this go, and he's just like, ah, yes, perfect dance for me. I even <laughs> forgot about that. It's so over the top. Episode three, the end of like a race happens and he just like pulls up full like clown masquerade vampire outfit on. <laughs> this is also the dude who voiced Dio from Giorgio's Bizarre Adventure. Oh so this is already incredible for me. But he pulls up. He's on a skateboard that is decked out in horns that just have horns on. He's posing as he skates in and he's just like. Friendship is useless. The only thing you need is skateboard. (laughs) (laughs) Skate is fucking life. (laughs) Oh my god, I cannot. I, I, you guys need to go before I keep talking about this show for the rest of my life. Okay, I highly recommend it. It's so fucking funny. Okay, uh, you know that light novel series I recommended, So I'm a Spider, So What? Yeah. It's an anime now. Uh-huh. I've seen I've seen the first two episodes, and I have no idea, like, whether I'm able to objectively judge whether it's good or not, because I have read so fucking far in the light novel series. I'm just like, okay, there's... God, I know what's coming next, it's, and it's going to be kind of wild, but I don't know. The first two episodes have been pretty fun so far. The little spider is fun to watch. I keep seeing previews for that, and I just keep seeing things just like, oh, the spider made a nest, and now it's having like an MTV-style like Welcome to My Crib scene, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, you know what? I love that fucking spider. <laughs> yeah, God, she's just kind of fucking... Just kind of having a fun little time in the horrifying dungeon that's trying to kill her constantly. I love it's this fun. resurgence of like uh, isekai anime that are just like, I got reincarnated as something completely weak and useless, but I'm going to make the yeah. most out of it. <laughs> like this, the time I got reincarnated as a slime, like I feel like they're just being like, what if it was just a small fun creature? <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. Fantastic. What you got? Um... I don't even know. I played a lot of dress up games this week. There is that one anime that I watched a little bit of with you, but I don't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah. So we also this week watched uh, uh, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. Yeah, that one's pretty funny and cute. It is. I do. I mean, there, there's <laughs> right as you to bed. It got really like. Oh, did it get weird? There is a scene that is just entirely based around she's like oh i have pressure points on my back and i need them pressed and her way of doing that is going around to the whole castle and going hey touch my body so it's a very bad like 
Oh. You know, it's just a whole pedo joke that's a whole scene. But the rest of it is extremely cute. So if you're the type that can just get past that stuff and watch the whole show, that's, which I'm very much at that point. They do with bring my up something close stuff, to that later, mm-hmm. but it's like not on that level because there's a scene where she has like a cavity and the whole joke of it is she's like, it's indecent for your mouth to be open for people to look in it. Mm. So they're like trying to be like, just show us, just open your mouth so we can see the cavity. And she's like, it's indecent. And they're just kind of so, like, yeah, yeah. What I just wanted to have that caveat. I don't want to recommend things like that without saying like, Hey, like warning, this is not great. And I don't fully recommend it. However, I do also think it's like really cute the rest of the time. So just if that's something you can stand, it's fun. Yeah. It's like, I watched the rest of it. I skipped that episode because I just start, started off from where you left off. Uh-huh. And it just started the next episode. So that's why I didn't see that. Yeah. But I watched the rest of it. A lot of it's, the rest of it's still pretty cute. It's mostly just her going around terrorizing a castle full of people. Yeah. I mean, it's literally just this tiny little girl and she gets like kidnapped and there's this hero who's coming after her, and it's this like ironic comedy because he's just like, wow, that princess, she's going through like, so much in this castle so i'm gonna put up with all these demons and all this scary magic like all of this terrible thing so that i can like save her and she's just like trying to have a good night's rest that is the entire (laughs) plot is she's like okay i'm gonna go out and steal a pillow and like will like murder and like stun demons there's like a whole thing where she wants nice sheets so there's these ghosts and she just kind of cuts them up (laughs) <laughs> and makes sheets for herself. It's very just like she is not interested in anything going on around her. She escapes from the castle fully and then comes back so she can go to sleep. There's like a funny joke in one of the episodes where um she gets captured by like a rival demon who's like, I want to be the demon king and I'll steal her princess and you have to concede or I'll kill her. And there's like a funny scene where they're like talking to him over like demon Skype. And he's like gloating and she just kind of like walks in behind the frame and he's like, she's trapped in my dungeon right now. And she like walks in behind the frame and everyone's just like, bro, bro, <laughs> bro <the> she's <laughs> <laughs> and she like is looking for nice bed sheets because his castle sucks ass. Uh-huh. So he wears a bunch of furs because he's annoying like that. And she like walks in and like grabs the furs off his body. He doesn't notice because he's still gloating. And there's all the other demons are like, fuck, we can't let him notice or he'll kill her. So they just like start going like, hey, you should look like straight up. I think there's something straight up above you. And he's like, huh, (laughs) where? And they're like, "Uh, it's a little higher. You should fly up to look at it. And she's trying to rip this fur off of him and it gets snagged. And they all just start yelling because they're so worried. And he's like, why are you guys yelling? And they're like, oh, there's a knot in my back. It's just like that random stupid humor that's just like Yeah. Just most of the time it's very like pure and just okay, this girl wants to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a funny one. It does as all anime do have problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all have those medias that we are like, you know, I recommend this with with caveats, with conditions. Yeah. I recommend Hunter Hunter, except for there's a pedophile clown in it. Right. For the gross right. <laughs> like <laughs> Just, you know, you sometimes you have to fight for your media. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's special. Sometimes you have have to press the skip button a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So doing plugs. 
Let's get these plugs. You can find the pod at gonewellhunting at twitter.com. Uh, you can find our email at gonewellhunting at gmail.com. You can find me if you look real hard. Your turn. Okay. You can find the pot, um, the Tumblr at GoNXWillXHunting on Tumblr, and then you can find my Tumblr if you want at DankusMcDonald, and then my Twitter is Sky underscore Bird 36 if you want to follow me on there. Those are my plugs. All right. I've got my Digimon RP Discord and my sexy Mewtwo review. Both of those things I have to work on before they're in a presentable state. But you know what? I've, I've got the, you know, got the weekend coming up for me. Got two free nights. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do some work on it. Hopefully at least have sexy Mewtwo review out. Hell yeah. I cannot wait for the chaos with Dan and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, God, I've not had a lot of brain juice for working on things, but I'm I'm doing my best. It's Fucking valid. Fair. It's it's a time right now. It's January. No one has brain juice anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our brains are so dry and thirsty. Yeah, like a flower. Mm-hmm. It's my <laughs> time. Yeah. Is that it? I believe so. I think that's about it. As you know, we're saluting as the coffin is being lowered, and God just... We must and you can just see his ass peeking out because he is face down. Yeah, he's he was placed in defense position face down. <laughs> face down, ass up. Uh, <laughs> that's the way we get he, buried. He sets himself face down. Um, I'm infringing on pot of greed now. Um, and I just gotta tell... All of our wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. For the last time. To hug a loved one. Absolutely. And I just gotta say, Uvo bye, everybody. Uvo bye. Bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>